Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to church tonight. God is faithful. Amen. Tell somebody God is faithful. God is faithful. Say, say that to somebody as if you mean it. God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. You know, we've been talking about we've been talking about how to produce results. How to produce results. And I want us to understand the workings of the Spirit of God in our lives, especially in this season. Like we said already, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessings. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. He has already blessed us with every kind of blessings. But the challenge is that we are not seeing the blessings fully. And if we are not seeing the blessings of God in our lives fully, the challenge will not be with God. The challenge must be with us. Are there things I can do to actually see myself bear fruits of the things God has already deposited in my life? If God is saying that I am blessed, if God is saying that I am prosperous, is there something I can do to actually see these blessings manifest in my life quickly? Now, I want to tell everyone here that you are chosen and you should never doubt it. The hand of God is upon your life and you should never doubt it. The blessings of God are upon your life and you should never doubt it. But of course, many times we don't see those things manifest through us and that becomes a challenge that we must deal with. How can I bet forth these things God has spoken over my life? These promises that God has bestowed upon me, how can I see myself walk in them? Now, I want to show you some things. If you go to John chapter 15, John chapter 15 and verse 16, Jesus made a very strong statement there. John 15 and verse 16, he said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. So we are the chosen 
generation. It's a song. Okay? Everyone here, God chose you. You didn't choose him. So Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. He's not about to choose us. He has already. Everyone here, God's hands are on your life. Not only that he chose us, he also ordained us. Ordination means he anointed us. Another word, he qualified us. So, he chose you and then he ordained you or he anointed you for a reason. I always do tell people something. When God anoints somebody, it's for something. God doesn't just anoint for anointing, anointing's sake. When God anoints you, he's anointing you to produce a particular result. So here the Bible said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits. So the reason, the primary reason God chose us is for fruits. So that we go and bring forth fruits. And it's not just an ordinary fruit. He said, but so that that fruit will remain. That's another, the other place. And that fruit should remain. We are getting there. Okay? And so did you see that? What was it called? Huh? Colon. What does it mean? I, I agreed with somebody from left uh, Guzelio today. So tell us. Huh? It's just his voice I want to hear. Uh -huh. All right? Now, pom pom means, or colon means continuation. So the Bible said, I have chosen, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I ordained you so that you may go out and bear fruits and that your fruits should remain. And then it means this is a continuation of that statement. This next statement is still related to the previous statement. That whatsoever you shall ask of my father in my name, he may give you. So, we are ordained, anointed, chosen to bear fruits. And then, whatsoever we ask, we shall receive. So, if you look at this statement, you can see clearly that there is a connection between bearing fruits and receiving. Yeah, let me say this. Many times people do write me. I receive messages every day. People write me to ask questions. Sir, I have been praying about this particular thing 
but I'm not seeing results. In short, how many of you can tell yourself the truth? There are certain things you prayed for you never received. I have been praying about this thing, but it didn't happen. I was believing God for this thing. You know, somebody wrote me and said, Sir, I know when I believe God for something. I had faith for that thing, but it didn't happen, sir. What happened? I said, I don't know. Ask God. Because I don't have answers to everything. The question is, how is it then that we pray sometimes? For some of us, most times, we don't see results. We fast most times, we don't see results. We do everything that we are told to do most times, but we don't see results. But here, Jesus began to give us some clues to what could be the problem or the challenge or the limitation. He said, look, I have chosen you and ordained you so that you will bear fruits and that fruit will remain. And then, whatsoever you ask of my father, he would do it. Now, it gives me a revelation that there is something tied to my bearing fruits. That makes it easier for me to ask and receive. And I'm going to break this down further. You see, I don't know if this will shock you, but I hope it doesn't. God does not answer every prayer. And God will not answer all your prayers. All right? Maybe, for example, you're asking God to open up that door. You must go to UK. And God knows that once you get there, that is the end of your life. He's not going to answer that prayer. And if you want, add fasting on top of it. Go on top of mountain and make that prayer. If you want, call all the prophets. If God has seen that your demise is there, he's not going to be the one to give it to you. That's why I said to you, there are certain prayers God will not answer. We are going somewhere. Why will God not answer certain prayers? Please, I want you to pay attention. Why will God not respond to certain things? Why is it that God ordained us primarily first to bear fruit? Let me give an analogy. I've been doing this uh, since today. Who should I use? Who will go for them? Okay. Come. I like your hair. Okay, let me. There is fine. Okay, I am God, all right, and I have. Um, what am I going to use now? 
Okay, I'm going to use your phone. My own and your own. Okay. So, both of them prayed and said, Lord, please, please, I want you to uh, listen so you can understand how our father functions. Both of them asked God, please, I need a blessing. Because God loves them. God gives him his own blessing. And God gives him his own. And then both of them start praying, Father, make me a channel to bless my generation. All right? So God has got the blessing for generation. Let's say they are asking for God to use them to bless everyone here. And God has got this blessing for everyone here. Now, both of them are praying together for this particular blessing. I want you to understand that when God hears prayers like this, he doesn't just focus on what your mouth is saying. He's focused at the state of your heart. God knows you more than you know yourself. Now, let's take for example that this young man here has Akagom syndrome. You know what Akagom means? Akagom means um, he's stingy. And this guy here is a free giver. And I am God. And both of them are praying the same prayer. Who is going to get the answer from God? Why? Because he's a trusted, he has the fruits in his life to demand a result. Are you getting this? Not that God does not want to give him, but he needs to be worked on. He needs to be able to produce the fruit of love because it's love that is the key to giving. So, so long he keeps asking God, Father, make me a blessing to this generation, God is constantly looking at his heart. And God wants to walk on his heart. But this young man immediately gets it because he's a trusted heart to release these blessings. Can I say this? I've said this so many times. There are certain things God cannot give you now until you can prove by fruits that you can handle such level of blessings. It means you can pray from today to tomorrow. There are certain things he can't give you yet. Please stand because you're going to join me today. Okay. I hope you ate before coming. Okay. How do I know this? Please go to verse 1 of these scriptures. Okay. He said, I am the vine and my father is the husband man. He said, I am the vine. All right. Jesus said, I am the tree. And my father is the husband man. The husband man is the one that tends to the tree. That tries to take care of the tree. Okay? Then the next verse, he said, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. This is not for anybody here. 
everyone here, so long you are in this place right now, it shows a level of fruits you are bearing because you are a believer. It shows a level of advancement. You have a choice not to be here. You have a choice not to give your life to Jesus. But so long you are here, it shows a fruit. You are already producing the fruits of being a believer. Please, I want you to follow me. But look at what Jesus said. He said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, what happens? He purges it or he prunes it. Another word is prune or he, he, um, huh? I don't know how to put it, you know, prune. Prune means, how many of you went to uh, agriculture school, like secondary school, you did agriculture, right? You notice that sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes they will cut off some branches of the tree or some parts of the tree so that the tree can bear more fruits, right? So pruning means to cut off some things from the tree so that the nutrients can be well directed to the few branches remaining so that they can bear greater fruit. So listen to what God said here. He said, every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he take it away, and every branch that beareth fruit, what happens? He purges it that it may bear much more fruit. So every time you ask God for increase, you are asking for what? Pruning. Did you hear what I just said right now? Every time you say, Lord, increase me. God is coming with a big scissors. It means that, listen, many of us, where we are today is what we prayed for yesterday. It's just that because man is insatiable. Once you get to the place you prayed for, you start praying for another thing. While you were in Africa, you were praying for Europe. You are now in Europe. Or, <laughs> yeah, you are in Europe, whether you want to accept it or not. <laughs> All right? You were asking, Father, please, how many of you fasted for your visa? Now you are forming. All right? But many of us prayed. Many of us fasted. We said, Father, please, I want to be in Cyprus. What happened? Now that you are in Cyprus, you are praying to be in another place. And can I tell you the truth? Once you get there, something else will become your prayer point. So long, you see, many of you are asking, Lord, bless me with, um, bless me with a car. The day you get a car now, something else will become your prayer point. Maybe a house. The day you build a house now, something else will become a, a prayer point. That means there is something in man that always wants to command fruitfulness. There is something in you that will not allow you to be comfortable being where you are. That is the truth. Why? Man was made for fruitfulness. He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion. Alright? And then when he made man, he blessed man and said, be fruitful. So fruitfulness is part and parcel 
of your divine enablement. So anybody that is not fruitful will, will be in depression. It is normal for you to feel sad when things are not working out in your life because that's not the way you are programmed to operate. You are programmed to operate in ever fruitful seasons. You go from one season, may this season, may you enter into your fruitful season in the name of Jesus. How can you be programmed for fruitfulness and you're not bearing fruits? But here the Bible made it clear that when God sees a little sign of fruitfulness in your life, he comes for what? Pruning. Because only when you are pruned will you move to the next level of your blessings. There are some people that will not accompany you to the next level where you are going to. You need to accept it that they have to be pruned off your life. Many people don't understand this. God's increase is not like mathematics. Where increase is only counted as something plus one or plus. Sometimes God removing something from your life is your increase. Something has got to be removed from your life. You see, the level at which you are seeing your fruits right now and every baggage you came with to that level, those baggages are the only permissible for this level where you are. If you want to go to the next level, God would demand another thing from your baggage. That's the scriptures. Anyone that beareth fruits, he prunes so that he can produce even more fruits. So, every time we sit in the place of prayer, we kneel before God, we say, Father, please increase me in this season. We are actually saying, Father, please prune me. We are actually making a demand that he comes into our lives. That's why many times, if you are very observant, you notice that the day you made up your mind to become serious with God, it's like things started going upside down in your life. That time you say, okay, I'll be coming to church every time. That's when the issue starts. And you keep wondering what's going on. Those moments are not the moments for you to give up. Because every time you make a demand for your increase, things will have to go upside down because God is at that moment uprooting some things that must not accompany you to the next level of your life. If you have friends you've been rolling with for the past five years and all of you are still in the same corner, still in the same level for five years. Have you ever noticed in, in our secondary school those days, every student, those ones that are very bright, they group together. And the other, they group together. How many of you belong to the other? And during classes, their tables are always at the back. And they can beat up people in front if you ask questions after the teacher finished teaching. And he says, any question, and you raise your hand. Those guys will finish you up. Do you know what I mean? What I'm trying to get at is this. Sometimes, the people you want to carry on with, the stumbling block to your greater height is harder to climb a hill 
with load than when you have none. It's time to allow God to do some pruning so that you can bear much fruit. Immediately he said, Father, increase me. You will go home or you will get home and then your housemates will be the ones to challenge you and make you angry. Maybe anger is the issue. God needs to prune in your life. And you say, no, I don't have anger issues. And God will show you. By the time God packages somebody, you know, some of us will think we don't have anger issues until somebody packaged to activate that comes in your life. Some of you, you have, you have them already at home. Packaged. But do you know what God is doing? God is simply unveiling to you something that is inside of you that he needs to deal with. How would you know you have anger issues except there is somebody packaged to activate that? The same way I always do tell people, don't always say people are humble. until they have money. Some humility you see is conditional. It's conditional. Thank you. Thank you. You can sit. Now, one more verse. A pastor friend of mine called me to help him pray about his marriage. And I asked him, what's the problem? He said, I have, I'm always angry. This woman is always making me angry. Very newly married. And I told him, remember those days you told me nobody can ever make you angry. He said, you don't understand. This one is different. And I told him something. If you take an orange tree, orange, and you take a knife, and you puncture that orange and you squeeze it you can never get an apple juice from it you can only get an orange pressure only brings out who you really are it doesn't make you into another person so when certain things come your way those things could be the things God is trying to draw your attention that it needs some now, if you go to Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13, he said, for it is God which walketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What are his good pleasure? That you bear. That's his pleasure. So it is actually God that helps to build in us to be able to produce his good pleasure. So, sir, 
why is it that when I pray, I don't see the answer immediately? Probably you lack the fruits to handle the answer. So every time we, we say to God, Father, I need this level of blessing. I need to see myself in this stage. We are actually saying, Father, please prune something in my life. You know, I deceived myself so much many years ago. When I thought there is a way God can do it and you keep going from glory to glory even when you have baggages. But one day, God showed me these scriptures that we have looked at. He says, son, if you carried a baggage and I blessed you, there is how far I can bless you with it. But if you desire to go even further in the anointing, in the glory, in my strength, you want to grow further, I'm going to make a demand. These are some of the things you need to drop off so that you can get to the next stage of your life. Remember, it is not you trying to do it. It is simply you yielding yourself to him to do his work in your life so that you can get to the next stage of your life. Imagine if this my brother is asking God to help him in his ministry. Maybe he can look at some people right now and then see some small information about them. So he knows that he he's called into the prophetic. And now he's asking God to help him to go deeper into the prophetic so that when he looks at people, he can see everything they did yesterday. Do you know God wants to give him that gift? But the first thing God would do is to look at his heart. Can this one keep secret? Can he really keep secret? Can he really be used? It's not that God is withholding that answer from him. But the first thing God would do is to prepare him before he can assess it. Now, could it be that there is something you have been asking God, that God has been asking you to come for pruning? Could it be that there is a level you need to enter from this night and God is saying, come for pruning? The truth of the matter is, pruning is not easy. It's hard. I have read scriptures. Not many places would you find where God did. And God saw a mo and Jesus saw a multitude and said, All of you are blessed. Most times God will separate men to do special things in their lives. God will call out men from many to do something special in their lives. Maybe there is something God has been calling you out from so that you can see the next level of your life.
times we know those things things that we have been trying to deal with for years but we know that these are the things that are limiting us from moving to the next level God is saying today I want to prune them I want to cut them off I used an analogy I think in Magosa or is it in Guzeliot I said, if, if you look at all the worshippers, maybe there are 15 of them. And God graced them with the spirit of worship. If you come back and gauge their worship level in the next 10 years, they are all not going to be on the same level. Some would have gone far. Some, when they handle the mic, you will feel the presence of God. Some will not even be in that ministry anymore. And I asked them, what do you think is the deciding factor? Because God desires to promote every one of them. That is the desire of God. God wants them to touch nations. But the key here is how many of them will allow God to prune the things, to pay the price. How many of them will allow God to say, this is not for you, so that he can move them to the next level? Can I tell you the truth? Even the man of God in the village is also praying to be known worldwide. Even the prophet that is not known anywhere is also praying to be known praying that he will impact millions but it does not end in prayer at some point we need to realize that we have to allow God to remove from our lives some things that he doesn't want to be there anymore so we can move to the next level Maybe you may ask me right now, but sir, wouldn't grace cover everything? No. Grace is actually there to help you. So, watch all our choir members. In 10 years' time, we will get a report. And watch everyone here. In 10 years' time, we're going to get a report. Some people are going to pay the price right now to be, to be the employer of other people here. One of my classmates now, employing almost 30 of my classmates, university classmates. People are struggling for him to employ them. But when he was serious in the university days, some people were not serious. Very serious believer. Just one contract he got with the government. All the other architects that used to tell him you don't know how to draw well are all praying for him to. Are you willing to be pruned now 
massive. It won't happen in one day anyways. But at least tell God to start from somewhere. Maybe he's going to start with movies. Tell God no more too much movies. My dear, you watch movies from, <laughs> from morning till night. What is night? Morning till morning. <laughs> I met somebody on the road. Their eyes was like this. I said, it's like you prayed all night. He said, no, sir, this is movie. Red. He couldn't concentrate. He lost the, he lost the interview he came for. He didn't get it. And I told him, <laughs> movie took it. God wants us to allow him in church. We need to allow him. I'm not saying there's anything wrong in watching movies, but just put limits. If I ask every one of us a sincere question here, every one of us knows at least one thing God has been making a demand for change in their lives. One thing. At least one. Don't resist him after tonight. I'm not saying you should change it. You have no capacity to change it. But you should invite him. He's the one that do does for his own will, for his own good pleasure. Tell him to come in. That's all. I'm not going to tell you, don't do this or do No, allow him to come in and you'll see results. You'll see results. I want us to bow down our heads. Just tell God one thing. Say, Father, you know everything about me. You know what is good for me. You know what is not good for me. Whatsoever be that particular thing that is limiting my next level, Father, remove it from my life. Please pray this prayer from your heart. That's all it takes. Invite God. He said, my father is the husband man. He's the one that would deal with that, that issue. He's the one. Just invite him. Say, Holy Spirit, do your work. The Bible says, a quick work will he do. And he will cut it short in righteousness. Just ask him to help you. Only him that can change your life. Only him.
you are already long overdue for the next level. No more delays. This is what God can do in your life. doesn't matter how difficult it is now God has got your back and he can do it it wouldn't take him more than a day if you allow him to approach your heart now and to deal with certain things it won't take him more than a week it depends on how yielded you are because God is calling a church that is right with him. A church that is responding to his call. If you know that area in your life that you want God to, to change, please tell him right now. Because this coming week, many of us will begin to see changes. If you know that area in your life that you need a change, you need an increase, tell him. He's not too deaf to hear you. Once you are willing for a change, he will come in and do the work. Maybe you are looking at the issues of finances in your life. Tell him about it right now. You are looking at issues in your family. Tell him about it right now. Tell him to help you. Tell him to help you. You can pray, 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 pray. This thing is a relationship. It's a relationship. If you are here today, it's because you have a relationship. No matter the level you are right now, you have a relationship with God. So you can talk to your father. That change you have been crying for, he, that change is here now. Only tell him to help you. He will. Tell him to prune you. He will. Tell him to remove those things from your life that hinders you from moving to the next level. He will do it. There is no holding back tonight. He wants us to surrender our lives to him. Let him do this job. Trust him enough to do the work.
Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. To live right. To live right, Jesus. To live right, Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit. May your presence be enthroned in our lives. May your presence be enthroned in our lives. May your presence be enthroned. presence be enthroned in our families. Let your spirit move. Let your spirit move. Let your spirit move. Remove from every life the hindrances. Jesus mighty name we have prayed Father we thank you for your pruning we thank you for what you are doing in this place we thank you because you are reconciling men back to you You said that you will prune so that we bear much fruits. And Paul said, I planted and Apollos watered, but you, God, give it increase. Kai, Father, I pray now that in the next seven days, As according to as many that said yes to your pruning, grant them increase in the name of Jesus. You told me something this morning that you want to bless your children from the place of grace where they don't have to sweat to walk in their blessings. He said, this is what you want to do in this season. Father, I come in agreement with everyone in this room. I say, Lord, we are not joking with you anymore. We are committed to you. And we ask for something, just one thing. Let your grace reach us this week in the name of Jesus. May your mighty hands begin to uproot now. Every demonic seed, every demonic altar, every demonic object, every demonic agent, 
assigned to buffet us from moving to the next level. May the fire of God catch up with them in the name of Jesus. Everything that is a threat to their Christian work. Any family member that is a threat to their Christian work. Any issue that is a threat to their Christian work. May it be over right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone here. May they see your good through your mercies, Lord. Thank you, Father, for everything. Thank you, Father. Open your mouth and just thank him. Open your mouth and thank him. Please thank him from your heart. He has done it. Just thank him from your heart. Thank him from your heart. Thank him for it. Thank him for the open doors. Whatever you want to see in the next seven days, open your mouth and thank him for it. He said, let everything be said with thanksgiving. Open your mouth and just thank him. Anything you want to see, open your mouth and thank him. Tell him, Father, I thank you for the pruning. I thank you for everything that you are doing that you have done already in my life. Open your mouth and thank him. He's done. 